the message and my intention has always remained the same, mm -hmm. but the shape around it is changing and it's becoming clarified. This is for the people who push the boundaries of our society, for the people who live on the fringe, for the people who aren't afraid to question the status quo and live life as exactly who they are, not as who they should be. These are the people who make us uncomfortable, who speak truth and break glass ceilings, who aren't afraid to stand up and face themselves, who refuse to be oppressed and help us expand and evolve the edges of humanity. These are the real rebels, and this podcast is for them. Hey, it's your host, Katie B, and welcome to this, I believe it is the third episode in the transition month of Real Rebel Podcasts. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not a fan of transition <laughs> time. And I think that, you know, transitions can be tough. They're kind of mushy. Personally, I feel right now like I'm in um, the chrysalis or I'm in that mushy stage between what was and what I'm creating. And I, I feel you could relate to me on this. It's kind of, it's overwhelming in its, in its undefinability or in its, um, it's messy. It's messy. And I think change is messy. And, and that's what we talk a lot about in this episode. And so one thing that I'm really doing right now is kind of, for lack of a better word, cradling myself through the change and holding myself through the deep uncomfortability that is uh, moving into something that is scary and new. And not only that, but it pushes on every single one of my, ah, that's an over-exaggeration, pushes on my, uh, a lot of my triggers and a lot of my core wounds and it's really interesting because it's not that when I check in with my truth, it's like, no, 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 this is the right path. But my body is saying, my body is freaking out. My body is saying, don't do that. Um, you just stay in the safe lane. And it's so interesting looking back because I can look back at the last couple years as mm, more so the last year and a half as I've been really and the last six months in particular as I've been really contemplating this shift and noticing my back and forthness and noticing that my back and forth in the decision making was not because I didn't know the truth of the decision that I had to make. It's that every time I went to go do the big scary thing, I didn't have the wisdom or the knowledge or the nervous system capacity to hold myself through getting through the uncomfortable part. I think that we're fed a story that you're supposed to leap. And then once you leap, you know, frequency shifts and everything flows. And that's definitely a part of it. That's definitely innate within taking big leaps in life or not even big leaps. Honestly, fuck the big leaps, just take a tiny step. <laughs> but there's also the part of us that, that if we have taken a step in a direction that is challenging for us or or asks us to step into an, a more expansive 
energy. We're pushing our edge. That's innate within the process. We're pushing our edge. So if we're pushing our edge, we're going to come up against things within us that are triggered and unhealed. And that's a part of it. And for so long, I would step up against an edge, feel uncomfortable. And because, you know, the new age story tells us that when we do that, we should feel in flow. And if we don't feel in flow, it's incorrect. And I think it's taken a lot for me to, on a moment by moment basis, slow myself down and say, wait a minute, what is my truth? What is my my soul truth in this situation, in this moment? And what is my body's response that I am believing to be true? And am I confusing the two? And yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm getting on a tangent, but that's a lot about, or that's a, in relation to what we talk about in this episode. So I haven't even introduced my guest yet. <laughs> Today's episode is one that I've actually been wanting to do for a really long time. My dear friend, Jacqueline Parker, or Jack as I call her, and lots of people call her that, is coming on to talk. And the reason why I wanted to have Jack on and we talk a little bit about this is because she's just a friend. She's, and and just is not the right word there, but she's a friend. And she's a dear friend. And she has been with me through this process as I tormented myself (laughs) and and was tormented um, by my need to my soul's calling to step forward in a new way and just everything that came up along that journey. And so she's been there for many, many voice notes back and forth and meetings that we would have to discuss business. And um, she was always such a guiding light and a, a beautiful support. And she's actually been on the podcast two other times and we've tried to record another one when I had a Patreon membership before. She's just continually showing up and she showed up for me today as we recorded this episode. And we kind of just, it's its kind of like just sitting down and having a chat with a couple friends and maybe you're on the fly on the wall, but you're also, we include you in the conversation. And it's more to, this is my effort to open up my my personal side a little bit more. I know I do I do that when I think about this podcast. Sometimes I cringe at the amount of times I talk about myself, but um, I think that there is healing in sharing our humanness and there is healing in seeing and being seen. And I think by doing that, we're all going to walk each other home. And so... This is my um, anxious attempt (laughs) at having someone on that actually knows me where I'm not in the safe, comfortable position of being the one asking the questions where it's this is more of just a chat. And so we talk about a lot in this episode. We talk a lot about change. We talk a lot about the uncomfortableness of change and and the difficulty in making decisions that we know are good for us. And we also talk about what happens After you make that decision, um, we talk a lot about, well, we talk a little bit about putting your work under your own name and and carving out space for yourself to just be and exist in the world. And yeah, I'm I'm not going to dive too much more into it because it's just a really kind of casual conversation. And I just love Jack. I love 
the wisdom that she shares, I think you will love her as well. And she has a very clear and strong kind of energy. And there's so much wisdom that she drops in this episode that I think will be super, super helpful. So without further ado, I am going to now move us right on into this episode. Third and potentially final next week's episode on Tuesday is either not going to exist because I'll be in too busy, <laughs> too busy in creator mode, or it's going to be very short and kind of like um, a setup for the March 1st episode. So with all of that, I will take us now into the conversation with the lovely, lovely Jack Parker, who if you want to stalk her on Instagram while you are listening, you can find her at J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E Parker, P-A-R-K-E-R. Okay, here we go. For today, I was thinking, I just want to keep it casual and keep it whatever, because that's something that I didn't do before with the other. It was like more formal guests and mm -hmm. it was always casual, but I still like, I don't know. I just don't. This is like a mushy period of the podcast this month, so it can be a mushy episode. And I, I also feel like this is almost like a step into what is becoming, you know, with the casual, real conversations rather than having it being, you know, super produced and planned out. And that's kind of the idea, right? So I, I like the idea of just having a casual conversation and I didn't prepare anything. So I'm just going to be talking out of my ass today. I love it when you talk out of your ass. <laughs> let's just we're just gonna use that as like as the intro um <laughs> yeah and and I think that yeah you hit you hit the nail on the head because when I was thinking about the other day I was writing down what what is this gonna be because I know it's what I want to do but the question is like what is it going to be and mm -hmm. to get that really clear in my head and I was like and I think I told you this. Did I don't know if I told you this, but and I don't want to give it away because this is going to be on the pot. We're like recording on the podcast now, but I wanted the energy of what I make to be like you. I think I did. I tell you this. I don't know what you're going to say. I know. I'm. I'm We've like. Had, we have so many conversations, so many history of voice notes. <laughs> I know. Okay, maybe before I go into that, I'll set it up so that people Ooh. know who you are. Cliffhanger. Cliff. Yeah, we're going to leave it on a cliffhanger really quick. This this will be quick, but the reason why I wanted to have you on is because there has been, there's so many reasons. We've had voice notes going back and forth for forever on this, but especially on this. Um, and that, And we haven't even had a ton, and that's just saying how much I've isolated myself over the past like mm -hmm. year and a half, two years. And um, also you, like when I first started thinking about doing this, I went to the Green Beauty Collective, which was the business you used to run with Amanda. And I went to get makeup because I was going to be on videos. And I sat in consultation with you. And that's the first time I ever met you. And I was like, oh, fuck, this girl is so cool. And I'm such a hick. <laughs> like, <I am laughs> I'm 
That is very not true. <laughs> and I hate it. it is what it is. But um, so you and then you tune in, you tuned into the podcast. I think your yep. parents have tuned into the podcast a time or two. And yeah, my mom loves it. She's always messaging me like, what's Katie up to? Oh, what are the changes that are happening? <laughs> She's so funny. Katie has She's been very making, invested. She and I love that. And like, yeah, the changes have been happening for a long time now. But you've kind of seen it. You've been there from the genesis to to now. And you you were the one, like when we sat down in August, I think it was of last year when I was like, I'm thinking of doing this thing and making this change. You were like, yeah, yeah. And I just was amped on it for like a day or two. And then I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And then you've been with me Every single time I change my mind, I'm going back, I'm going this way, I'm doing this, I'm going. <laughs> I feel like I've been a part of it all in so many different regards. Like I've been a listener, I've been, you know, you've been my client for, for different services. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we formed a, a really amazing friendship and we've kind of been that person that we can really rely on. It's like having a person that you can go to for absolutely anything, like no matter mm-hmm. how crazy it sounds, if you're embarrassed to tell someone else, <laughs> if there's this like big thing in your life happening. I feel like you're the person I always go to. And I'm glad that you've felt comfortable that I'm the person you t- can go to for those things as well, not just business uh, related. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I felt like such a burden too, that I you could have gotten like 50 times more of me than what you did. And I'm sure, but I kept it on the, I kind of tried to keep it a bit cool. Uh, but also too, for, for people listening, I, this is already so great. I'm forgetting that we're recording, which is a good thing that you are beauty reawakened on Instagram. Is that right? If people want to look you up and stalk yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So Beauty Reawakened is my business that I've had for almost 11 years now. Uh, it's it's basically my art channel. So that's where I do all of my makeup and hair services. But I feel like over the years, my own business has really turned into something so beyond that. I've mm-hmm. worked for various cosmetic companies as an educator, as a creative director, as in marketing. Like I've had so many different roles. I've also had so many people reach out to me because of my experience in those different roles, running small businesses, helping people start up their businesses mm-hmm. and and grow them. And so I've also, like you, gone through so many shifts where I'm kind of floating and I'm like, what do I even do anymore? Like Beauty Reawaken has always been kind of that rock for me. That is my business. That's like where I pay my taxes through and, you know, all of my income comes through in ways. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, it's so funny. I'm, I'm literally having this thought right now, but I feel like I should have a business that is just my name because I do mm-hmm. so much more than makeup and hair services. Yes. And that, right. that, that was the fucking, that was the journey that, yeah. that I went on too. And I get that feeling of, I don't know. I think it's, we're changing as a humanity in the way that, and it's so hard to put it into words, but how we've evolved or we are evolving into this higher place of consciousness where we are so much more than just like the business that we make, or we are really opening up space for the creative self to come through because it just wants to like you're, 
I like you do so much more with your herbal work and there's so much more to you than just what you do as a business and to creatively express that in a way and get paid for it is like the dream right mm-hmm. to to be your full self and and to make a living off of that is the dream because it's like this equal pure exchange of energy when you are with people and i think that's when you can be the most elevated in your work and the most potent and um have like the the best impact when you are your your full self and i totally get that feeling of floating like that and even now after i made the switch to and we'll dive into that whole fiasco of finally <laughs> getting to the place where i where i did it but even after th- this last month or a couple of weeks it's been a terror it's been hard like mm-hmm. it's been like holy smokes what did i do that was unsafe and kind of stupid but not like i like i know that it's not and i know it's the right thing and i the energy of going back the door is closed mm-hmm. but it's scary to just be like it's scary to just put everything under for me it has been scary to just make that kind of claim on myself well, I'll tell you a story because I I went through this when I had recently started my business Beauty Reawakened. I had you know gone vegan and vegetarian and switched all of my cosmetics to natural products and on the internet I was very much this you know very healthy I didn't use any chemicals or, you know, quote unquote chemicals at the time uh, in my products and this and that. And I remember so badly wanting to dye my hair purple. I just wanted to dye my hair purple. And I had this thought where I was like, who are people, what are people going to think of me if I dye my hair purple? And I'm this person who's telling them not to use certain ingredients on their skin and in their makeup. And, and I was so tied down to who I was in that box of Mm. what my business was and what I was promoting to people that I, it probably took me like six months to actually decide to dye my hair purple. I did it. I dyed my hair purple and it felt so good, but I was so afraid to do that because I thought that this is going to be giving people the wrong idea. And I wasn't Mm. able to actually be who I wanted to be. And so once I let go of that structure of who I was supposed to be on the internet, Mm -hmm. everything changed. And I was able to dabble in different things and show up in the way that I actually was as a, as a human being on this earth and with my friends and how people actually knew me. And so when I was able to separate that, you know, beauty reawakened Jacqueline from just Jacqueline, it was really freeing. And so I remember when you came to me with all of these ideas, all I could think about was, I think you just need to be you. I think you need to talk about your life experiences more and your journey more and allow people to actually get to know you deeper than just like who you've created as Katie, the host of the Real Rebel podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I went through that and it was really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is, it's terrifying because, you know, being raised in this, in the fa- this family where you don't talk about yourself, like don't talk about yourself. That, that is 
conceited, self-absorbed. And it was so tough for me because I had to become so self-absorbed in the last few years just to sort through the, it was like my house was on fire. And I was like, I was like, I can't come over to your party. I am, I need to take the fire down in this house. Like I need to figure this out. And, and that alone was, was difficult. So the thought of, you know, just going out there as me, all of the stories of like, oh, that's so self, like, who are you to, what does it matter? You know, what you're doing is so Mm self-important. And I think that's been a huge battle for me still internally. Mm -hmm. And I think it will remain for a little while. Um, But I totally relate to that story because I felt very much the same way. Like, I had such low self-esteem as a child because I, or as a kid and a teenager and into my twenties because I got bullied like incessantly as a kid. And it didn't help that I had red hair, glasses and like a gap teeth for like, oh. <laughs> and then braces and all the things like I was a major target. And so I had, I finally had, but I also had this unrelenting truth within me that was like, you're, I was writing on, on the internet, on Facebook, like I said to my mentor in the other episode since 2011, I was already doing the things. And so when the inspiration for Real Rebel came along, I was like, oh, great, something like a, a life raft I can get into and create something in a space that's safe and I can just be me and I don't need to worry about shuffling through all of the trauma and the pain around the fear of just being me and the shame around just being me. And I can just create freely from this space. But then exactly what you said, the same thing happened where that became everything that became my identity. And as I started to shift and grow as we do, that didn't fit where I was. And so I could no longer create from this heart resonant place because, and that was so in, it's so out of integrity for me to not create from that place because I really believe in frequency and vibration and heart resonance. And so I knew I wasn't offering the best of that because I was so misaligned with, I was no longer, I no longer fit in this nice little box that I made for myself. And, and that's why I, I, fundamentally switch it to my name is because I was like, I don't want to do that again. I want to have this open space that is where I can create. And then I can make tons of tiny little boxes over here and over here. And when it's time to let that one go, I just brush it to the side, but I'm not losing my entire foundation of my life's work because the box is changing. Yes. It makes any sense. Absolutely. I, I've been there. I've totally been through that. So I think that's why when you would reach out to me about these changes in my mind, I was like, Katie, this is so obvious. (laughs) Like, can't you see? I could not see it. You can't and you can't, but you can't in, in those, in those situations, you know, Mm -hmm. for someone to see it from the outside, it can seem so obvious And you're like, you're right on the answer. Like I can see you getting there or like walking around the answer and circling around it. Um, And I know that, you know, because you've said things, but 
to actually land there and be like, okay, this is the right decision. And I actually feel it now. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part is that like last 1%. Yes. <laughs> the last 1% is, is the, the part that takes two years, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that was the universe was like, it felt like the last two years were this pressure cooker and the yeah. universe was like, you're not fucking going anywhere chica until you figure this out because it was like every door i tried to open was just it was not locked it was locked and it was in not even just in my work life it was everywhere it was relationship where i was living my energy levels like my body even started to lock up and it was unrelenting and this was if i was sitting in my truth like that's why when i would speak to you I felt like I couldn't, I can hide from myself. I can talk myself out of it. I can get, yeah, but this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the right thing. We'll just go with that safe thing. But I couldn't, in conversations with you, I couldn't hide from the truth because you, I don't know if there's something about someone seeing you in that process and they call you on it. Yeah. And I I also tried to be as honest as possible. I think there's a really fine line between, you know, confiding in a friend about something and they just go along and agree with everything that you say, Mm -hmm. but also not wanting to step on their toes and say, okay, well, this is the way that you should do it. Or this is what I'm hearing you say now do it. Like, Mm -hmm. I really also wanted to give you space to be able to to see those things. And so Mm -hmm. there is definitely a fine line of, of being super honest and upfront, but also listening to what you had to say. Yeah. You're really great at that, by the way. I really feel like you could have a career as a life coach or something, honestly, (laughs) not that, I don't know if you would ever want (laughs) to do that, but, um, but yeah, I think that, I think that it was, you know, when I would say to you, this is my idea you would light up. <gasps> yeah. And, and that was so affirming. And then when I would mention, uh, but I might also, you know, keep real rebel in this way and be like, yeah, okay. And I could just tell people it was the same with you and a bunch of my other mentors and I could see it reflected back. Mm-hmm. And when the people who really knew my work mm-hmm. and when I told them, they all, their face lit up and they're like, that makes so much sense. And mm-hmm. and we're keeping listeners on the string here until March 1st when I reveal like what the, and it's not even a crazy reveal. That's the, that's the ridiculous part. It's not some crazy <laughs> fucking major shift. It's just, for me, it feels like clarification, simplification, and just being. That's, mm-hmm. it's just at the, at the purest form. But I could always tell when I told people that it resonated and there was that night that I was at your house with uh, <laughs> Sylvia of Zaleska <laughs> Jewelry and, and Rod. And you saw my low points on this journey. And I feel like it's it was so important. It's so important to talk about the low, low points. And the level of desperation I had to change things was pretty intense. Um because I was resisting the truth. And, and I love how you say like it, that, that 1%, that last 1% to actually do the thing that can be the hardest thing to do. And you actually had, now I'm going on a tangent outside of that, but you actually had, when you moved from 
Vancouver mm. to Squamish. You had that that one percent moment, except you moved through it, which <laughs> way faster than than I did. But yeah, I mean, it it's change is hard. Change is yeah. really, really, really hard. And I also went through something where I wasn't happy where I was living. I was feeling really unhealthy and my mental health was struggling. My physical health was really, really bad. And I knew that I wanted a change, but I made up all of these stories in my head of why I shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was, everything was lining up so perfect, perfectly for me uh, with my job, with finding a place to live that was like exactly what I wanted. And I think it was because I had really made it so clear to myself what I wanted and what I wanted for my life and what I wanted it to look like. And so it all lined up. And so then just taking that leap and saying, yes, I was like, I have to do this. I don't know how I'm going to make it work mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, the amount that the, the, my apartment cost, but I was like, I'm going to make it work. And I just called up the the building manager and I said, yes. And, and I made it work. And I'm so happy that I did it now looking back, but it, it's definitely tough. And I, I probably sat on that for about two years wanting to leave the city as was well. Was it really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was longer than, it was just that, that moment where it was really heating up near the end there. And I always talked about it. I talked about it to my friends. I talked about it to my family, but there was always, I would always come up with a reason why it wouldn't work. And I think eventually all of the things that I wanted just overrode what wouldn't work. And then I just made it work in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's, I, I have, I can echo that feeling where it just got to the point where it was like, this has to be it. And things do, I find that there are, I call them like change portals where they open up for you and you have this moment of like, everything's lined up, jump, you can jump and you'll, you'll be caught. And then there are times where you try and force it, even if you know it's the thing you're meant to do, but but you're trying to force it and it's really, really difficult. Um, And I think you can always still do it if you're meant to do the thing. But when a change portal pops up, if you can muster the courage to leap right on through, that's when it's, you have magic, even more magic waiting for you on the other side, I feel. I totally feel that. And I love the idea of this change portal. <laughs> I love that so much because it it feels okay this whole time I don't know why my brain goes to really weird places but I've been thinking about like Mario World for some mm-hmm. reason and thinking about your journey of you know that door being locked it's almost like you haven't reached the next level of Mario World and then I think about this change portal where this magical <laughs> tube comes down from the ceiling and you have like 10 seconds before the alligator eats you <laughs> Like, okay, you gotta go up the you you have to go up the portal now. So yeah, that's I feel like I'm living in Mario World half the time. So (laughs) I feel it too. Like it's I think I think you're onto something there, and I can totally visualize all of that. And it feels like that. It feels like it feels like the universe is like you're done on this level. Like you're Mm -hmm. done. And the longer you stay, the sicker you're gonna get. Essentially, the more out of alignment you are, the more mismatched your frequency is with your environment, and it's going to get more and more difficult. And it'll let you stay as long as 
as long as you can handle it. Well, it is a video game because you get multiple chances and every time you play it and then you die, you're like, oh, I have to do this differently this time. Or maybe I need to walk up this set of stairs. And that's how you pass the level is by screwing up over and over again and dying, right? Yes. And that was, I totally... I screwed up so many times and I think that's where my confidence took the biggest hit with the my work that made it hard for me to come back because I was like I'm changing I'm changing and I wouldn't do it and I mm-hmm. and it was so because one of the things I really value and I know is important is trust with the people that you're like it it's a relationship and and it's a relationship between yourself and trusting yourself to show up in the way you want. And it's a relationship in with the people that you're sharing your work with and, mm-hmm. and trusting them. And I, I kept feeling like I was eroding that the more that I would try and do something that wasn't quite in alignment and then hit my head up against the wall. And because I'm a hyper, hypersensitive person, I, when I hit my head up against the wall, I knocked, I like knocked out on the floor and I was down for the count for a number of months at a time. And so that was just really tough. But the one thing that got me through was I was like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. That's unwavering. Mm -hmm. It's how am I, how does it work for me to do this? Like what makes sense for me? And I got all of these hints from, like sessions I would do or mentors or guides or talking to friends and they, and you just echoed it recently in this conversation. You were like, Oh, just open up more and just be yourself. And that's what, that's what is required. And it, it is so true because it goes against everything that I was programmed to believe since childhood. So of course that would be the mountain that I have to climb mm-hmm. um, in order to get also- to the next level. You know, I always hear the phrase, just be yourself or just be confident or just love yourself. And that actually takes a really long time because we need Mm -hmm. to, first of all, learn who we are. (laughs) You know, you can't just be yourself if you don't actually know who you are and what you like. And so that can take so many years of trying things, things not working out and, you know, just having to really explore what you like and what you don't like and, and what brings you joy and what fires you up. And so I don't like actually using the term just be yourself because it's not just just, (laughs) it takes a really long time. And I don't think anyone ever fully knows who they are because we never stop experiencing things in life. So that's why I like the idea of changing and growing and not closing the box of who you are and, you know, just being yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's because it can make it seem so trivial when people say that. It's like, oh, it's so just do, just be you. But yeah, if you've if you've been raised in a state of codependency where you didn't feel it's safe to be yourself, so you're kind of like mm-hmm. matching yourself and you're you're sacrificing or self abandoning in order to be safe. Then of course you don't really know who you are, and I totally looking back i've spent most of my life abandoning myself because the the truth of me is i am a little bit off the side of life like i have lots of crazy ideas and i had them ever since i was a kid and slowly over time my 
trust in myself to create was eroded. And I think that that was like this, everything that had happened had come to this one point where it was like, the only way through is to learn who you are, relearn who you are, remember who you are. And, and like you said, it's an ever evolving journey. So I'm only just beginning to get familiar with myself and then create from that place. Mm -hmm. I had this, and this is going to sound out there, but I did this meditation where I um, connected to my higher self and this, the self that was like 10, 20 years in the future. And she, she dresses really cool. Like she's so fabulous. <laughs> and I met her and I was like, what, if you could tell me one thing, like what, what do you need me to know? And she just laughed and she was like, just trust your ideas. Just trust them. She's like, you'll have so much fun. And it's so funny. You'll look back and laugh at how funny it was in a way that how ridiculous it was that you didn't believe your ideas. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I'm learning to do, except I'm learning to do it while I'm building this now. So it feels very tender and vulnerable. And that's what I've experienced from you in the last two years is you have so many ideas and they're all great ideas. And when you talk about them, you're so excited, but then you go into this place of like, will people, will other people resonate with it? Or will other people like it? Or will, will people want that from me? And it's mm -hmm. like, well, if you want to do it, and if this is your idea, that's lighting you up, do it. And the people who are meant to, to resonate with it will find it. Right. Yeah. If that totally. doesn't cater to your current audience right now, then that's okay. You know, other people will find it. And the, that, you know, those people who are, are listening and are like, you know, this actually isn't for me. That's mm -hmm. okay too. Right. And I went through that with my journey with makeup as well. You know, my style and, you know, even going through the product changes of using natural products and then slowly transitioning to more of a combined kit. I always had this fear of, well, what if people judge me or what if people don't like that I'm using X, Y, and Z? And it's like, okay, but people will like the other things that you're offering as well. And when I decided to just go with what I was feeling and what I wanted to do and what I felt was right, you know, some people have followed that journey and I've also found so many new people along the way. So I think it's just this feeling that there's only a select amount of people that will ever find you and your mm -hmm. offerings. And that's just not true. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> I feel like that will be something I clip and listen to on mornings that are tough. <laughs> but, but, and it is tough. Like, I think that this journey especially putting yourself out there is tough and, and this would be tough whether you're sharing about it on social media or a podcast or not and it's definitely not something I ever thought I would be doing sharing so personally about myself but at the end of the day it is like all you can do is is do what is in resonance with who you are. And I really believe that there is like, call it whatever you'll call it coding in our soul that we are meant to follow. Like that we are, that is meant to be a part of our lesson or um, our expression this time around on earth. And if we can trust it and just follow it, 
I think life opens up in a really, really beautiful way, but you have to be willing to get so uncomfortable in order to do that. Uh, I also feel that it is not necessarily about what you do and that coding of you're meant to be an astronaut Mm -hmm. and you're meant to, you know, formulate bubbly water. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You totally have bubbly water on your desk, don't you? I do. (laughs) I think it's more about how you do it and how you Mm -hmm. offer it to the world. You know, I don't think that we're necessarily meant to do something, but I think we're meant to show up in a certain way. It's your resonance. It's whatever is and whatever container you put that in doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll go become a, I don't know, roofer. I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You would be the cutest roofer of all time. (laughs) Be terrible for your skin though, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It would be just terrible for your body and yeah, it would be terrible for your skin. (laughs) No offense to anyone who is a roofer out there. We Mm. appreciate you. Yes, we need the roofers. We do. Yeah. So I I left, uh, there was a tangent. There's been two tangents now that I'm I'm tracking in my mind, but there was that night and I really want to share about it because it was so, I think it speaks to a lot of things like community and um, just kind of, mostly community and and finding your people of support. And so there was a night that I came to your house and I've been living on an island pretty remotely, not only on the island remotely, but the, the island itself is small. My space is very like isolated from, I'm in like a little tower essentially. And <laughs> I just crawl up in here when I need to, I think someone, an ex-boyfriend of mine called it the Tower of Transformation because I've been here many times. And so I'd been isolated for a long time. And this was, I think it was in the fall when I, I, was it snowing when I saw you when I came over? Hmm. It must have been. It started the next day, I think. Or maybe it was very cold. It was pouring rain. That's what it was. But it was very cold. So it was the fall. And I had tormented myself like the last but from our conversation in August when I was like I'm going to make this change this feels right and then I started to do it and was like I can't do it um, that really began the intense torment between do I or don't I and that lasted up until a month ago and it's crazy making like truly every day to wake up and know that you should do something and you're just frozen and then your mind kicks in. So your my body was frozen with making this decision, but my mind was the most active it's mm. ever been. So it just became this like, like very busy, cloudy, intense place. And then all of that energy went into my body. And I think that's when it started to get really tight and locked up. So, I went to go visit you. I think I, I was in town for some reason. I went to your house. We You made me a, like a wonderful beverage and it was great. Um, and Sylvia of Zaleska Jewelry, Sylvia and Rod came over and they're great. And, and what was great about you guys all being there is that you're also online. You're also entrepreneurs. You're also all doing your own work. And there's something to be said for community that understands. Yes. 
where you are and what you're moving through because I could talk about this to other people. But the nuance of putting yourself out there and the nuance of online business and all of these things is is nuance. Like it's very, there's so much more to it than meets the eye and you kind of have to experience it to be able to fully meet somebody there. And we were sitting there and the, visiting and I think it was you or Sylvia, someone just asked me a question and I was just sitting on this chair and I started to sob in front of all of you and as it was happening I was like oh my god Katie you are in this room of all of these very awesome cool people (laughs) and it's this supposed to be this friendly fun light evening and you're sobbing on a chair (laughs) (laughs) like just in and in that moment it's amazing when someone just asks you a question and it was a safe enough place, obviously, that I felt like I could break down. And I just broke down and was like, I just want to work. I'm so, mm. I'm so stuck and I don't know what to do. And it was that feeling of like my creative self, my soul is like, get me out. And I was holding the door shut. And I just, it was such a beautiful thing to be able to like break down and have this moment in front of you. And of course you all were so lovely and just like scooped me up and told me, Oh, this is what you should do. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. And then I felt relief. And then I went home and three days later I was like, no, I'm not, I can't do it. Mm. And I tried again. That was like the last time I, I tried to hold on again and there was so much shame in in having that beautiful moment and knowing that it was beautiful and knowing that it was the right thing and not following it. Um, but I think I think what that taught me was it doesn't matter. The community number one community is so important. It was so cathartic, and they'll all like the people that know you will reflect back. Mm-hmm you know, to you in a beautiful way. And also, if you're not ready within yourself, it doesn't matter what the world tells you or what people tell you, it's not going to happen until you're ready to make the change yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, I think in those moments, all that those people can really do for you is, is be there for support and to listen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, you know, know you should ever be embarrassed about breaking down in, in tears because we need to go through those emotions we need to go through those feelings we need other people to kind of meet us where we're at as well mm-hmm. and I think that that was probably a big part of the actual last one percent for you and making mm-hmm. that decision even though it didn't happen right away uh it was it was probably a catalyst for for the the change yeah, I mean, I, you hear if you hear it enough, it it all helps when you're coming down to the moment where you're like, I've just got to do this. Ultimately, you have to make that decision within yourself, and if you don't, it's shaky legs that you're standing on. Yeah. But when you're once you make that decision and you reflect back, it helps to have all of these little voices and people that have come up, you know, throughout your time of trying to make this decision. Um, 
kind of affirming or reaffirming mm -hmm. that, oh yeah, it's not just me because it's so easy to get lost in your head. That's what I found. It was like getting out of my head and descending into my body and trusting my body for the first time. And you're always, you're always going to come with up with reasons why you should do it. And you're always going to come up yeah. with reasons why you shouldn't. Yeah. Cause it's I still never, can it's, now. It's never going to be perfect. Exactly. Like you can make a decision and there can still be, you know, three reasons why it's actually not a good move, mm -hmm. but nothing's ever going to be a hundred percent the exact right move. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the desire to be safe, like to save mm -hmm. yourself from suffering or any sort of pain, but it's also really interesting too, because I made the decision to switch the Instagram to just my name. So I could create whatever, you know, like we talked about earlier, whatever comes through, comes through. And then when, once the dust settled, there's still something that real rebel, not, not real rebel, the brand, but something else that is meant to be created. And that's going to be one of the little boxes off to the side but if I hadn't had made this shift to just being fully me and creating that space, carving that space out for myself, I wouldn't, that other thing that, that the real rebel, the energy of it and, and all of the learnings of it is going to become would, would never be able to exist in the way that it's meant to. Looking outside from outside in, it's not logical. What mm -hmm. I've done is not logical, really. But for me, there's no other way. And I think just trusting one major thing I've learned is it doesn't have to be logical. It just has to make sense for you. Mm -hmm. You might not be able to explain it to anybody, but if it's in resonance, it, there's this undeniable energy and flow that comes into your life once you've stepped in that direction. Yeah. And I mean, there's a reason why art is so impactful, right? A lot of art doesn't make sense, but it can still touch mm. people in really amazing ways. And I think if you have to explain your art, <laughs> <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> true, true. Ah, oh, you need your own podcast. I feel like you're so great on here. It's so good. <laughs> we got to have uh, you on again. Gotta have I, don't, I don't know what I would like my own personal podcast. That would be <laughs> I know it, it is it is a little bit overwhelming it would um, be just very very random because <laughs> that's how my brain works yeah and I think that that's you know going into that other tangent in the very very beginning of what is coming down the line um that's that's what I wanted to make space for was life and um and the premise or the the kind of the foundation of what's to come is, and this is the most I'll give until it actually comes out. But I want, I want people to feel like they've, when they're listening, that they've opened the door to this home and they stepped inside and they look and there are two people sitting there by the fire with it, with a tea or whatever, insert your beverage of choice here. And they look at them and say, Oh, come in. Come on in. We're just having a chat. And that is the, I think that's the vibe that was always underlying, was always there. But that's what I want the intention of that, the space that I create for people to come in and listen to. Because 
life is random and Mm -hmm. it's not, I feel like we try and fit it into this, these boxes and we try to make sense. And um, I found with every episode that I put out that just kind of came to me, it was so much more impactful Mm. than the ones that I was like, this would be the best thing for me to do. And it's resonance. Like I think moving forward energetically, whether you subscribe to the world of energy or not, you can't deny resonance in your life, whether it be what you do for a career, the person that you choose to spend your time with, like your partner or where you live, Mm -hmm. which you felt when you, and everything shifted for you when you moved to Squamish into your place, like so much came into your life because you were in full resonance. It was almost overwhelming if I recall. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of overwhelming. And I think it's because I just wanted it for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of let go of, I had an idea in my head of what I wanted it to be, but I also kind of let go of what it was supposed to be. You know, Squamish is really known for the rock climbing community and the mountain biking community. And I do all those things. I dabble in them. I'm not, you know, misadventure. I'm not gung ho about all of these things every single day. And so there was definitely a part of me that felt like I didn't really fit in because I wasn't Mm -hmm. out in the mountains every single day, but I really found my flow and it just became this really like organic way of, of being here. Not to say that everyone who lives here needs to do those things, But for a while I was like, oh, did I just move somewhere where (laughs) I actually can't relate to anyone? And Mm -hmm. I've been slowly, you know, finding my people and finding the things that I really love doing. And it just, yeah, it it took a a little while to, to really feel like this was my home. But I knew it was my home because everything just kind of relaxed. My health improved. Um, my mind was more clear. I had a lot more space for what I wanted to do. My dog is a lot happier, which makes me a lot happier. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, it's so important just to make those leaps in your life because you can get so stuck. And I found that with so many jobs uh, that I've had in my life too, you get stuck and you're like, am I just going to wake up every single day and open up my computer and and do this Mm. every single day? (laughs) Yeah. Is this it? Is this it? And, you know, I've, I've had a recent um, slight career shift and and job opportunity come up uh, that is, you know, slowly unfolding. And I had one of those moments where I was like, you know, is this, it, it was almost as if this opportunity knew it had to come in my life before I had decided that I wanted to switch things up because I didn't even know that I wanted that much change. And then when that opportunity came, I was like, Oh, whoa, this is a, this is a big change. But for some reason, I just feel like it needs to happen. And when I made that decision, I started realizing like, Oh, this was supposed to come into my life for this reason. And I kind of just dove into it head first because I realized that I was opening up my computer every single day, wondering, is this going to be my life? Um, so that was a a really cool moment that also happened when I kind of just let go of, of what my life was supposed to look like and what my career was supposed to look like, because I've also thought about going back to school for a really long time. And that's one of the things that 
you know, I have this big fear wrapped around, do I want to commit to, you know, going to school for something that I don't even know that I'm going to like. And mm-hmm. then this new job opportunity came up. And so I've kind of put that on the back burner uh, for, for about a year to see how, how things move forward in my life. And that, that's so, that's when the best stuff comes because mm-hmm. you are in that healthy place of detachment. Like it's healthy detachment when you can leave space for life to come in. If you're trying to control everything because you think it's supposed to go a certain way, there's no space for anything new to come in. And then you kind of put yourself in this position where you're in this place that felt like it's in resonance and things shift for you. And then, um, and then this other thing comes through and it's like a totally random thing, totally random thing. (laughs) And that's, that is when you know, you're really in flow is when things fall in your lap. There's so many things in life that you hear that because that's what it feels like. It feels like you were just sitting around minding your own business and then something plopped in your lap and you're like, Oh, this is, I didn't know I wanted this. Yeah. I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about this. And, and it's not to say that while you're sitting there, I think there's a, there can be a lot of doubt. I found right after I made the change, even though I had a week where I was like, like high, I was like, yeah, I woke up dancing every morning. I was like, the, I was just riding the wave and then I crashed and was like, what did I do? And there's the doubts that come up. That's inevitable. But if you keep going back to that truth of like, no, I know in my gut that this is the right decision. And even if there are little things like your doubt, whether you're in the right community or are you going to find your people or whatever. And I think sticking through and connecting back to that truth of like, no, 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 I, this, I made this choice for a reason. I have an, um, a reminder that pops up on my phone. I think it's like, I don't know how many times a day, 10 times a day that says you made this choice for a reason. I'm personally, you know, just really proud of how far you've come. And I know that it feels like it's been a lot of back and forth, but when it's your own business and the thing that you like eat, sleep and breathe, every single day, it feels like such a life altering decision to, Mm -hmm. or a life altering thing to make a decision, regardless of how large or small it is. I know that you keep saying, oh, I feel, you know, it's, it's not even this, this big thing or this big change, but it, it really is because it means a lot to you. And, you know, I just want to acknowledge that it takes a lot to, to change and it's really, really hard and it's really scary and I'm so freaking excited for 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call <laughs> it 2.0 for now. I'm excited too. I just feel like I can carry this with me through my lifetime if I wanted to. Exactly. You know, like when I think about, I think a part of the work I'm supposed to do or what I'm, I think I'm supposed to write and have, you know, eventually some writing come out in some sort of way. It's just, just what I like to do. Uh, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't do that if it was all under real rebel, because then where do I exist? I've buried my name beneath this podcast and I have no longevity in my career. I have as long as the podcast exists and then what after that? Mm -hmm. And so it's, 
exciting to me because I get to create a space that is truly the expression of just me where I'm at. And it's not even about this is the expression of me. It's about this is what I want to make for people. Like mm-hmm. this is how I want to help people and support people. And, um, and that, and that can change and mold and, and flip and flop over as, as much as it needs to throughout my life, which is exciting. And I think, yeah. And I think that when I think by, you know, doing what you're doing, it is going to take a lot of pressure off of your, yourself and your conscience when you do make changes and when you want to create something new, you're not going to have to go through this whole process that you went through anymore. And isn't that going to feel so amazing? Honestly, like (laughs) I cannot express to you the relief on a visceral level because I have so many ideas and they're, everybody thinks their ideas are unique, but I think they're pretty unique and I want to see them live. Mm-hmm. Like that is something for my soul to come to rest at the end of its life. I, I want to see them live. And I couldn't do that having, you know, real rebel as the box that I was, it was, I was outgrowing it. Yeah. And I couldn't bring my creations forward. And it got so confusing. Like I was pulling cards and do like, you know what I mean? Like I was doing all this stuff under it was real getting, rebel. It was getting muddy. It was getting muddy. And yeah. I felt it. And I yeah. like things clean. Like, look at this I know. place that I'm living exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> what did I say? What did oh, I say yeah. in that voice note? <laughs> you need to reiterate this. So good. Yeah. So Jack, uh, I'm talking to the listeners now, like you're not here, but so Jack leaves me this voice note and that that was the day I finally said to you, I I said I'd come to the decision within myself. I was like, I'm doing this, whatever. And you sent me your message back and you were like, ah, I'm so excited. And this is, this is so right. And it's, it's kind of like you can create that vibe that you create in your house or in your home. And it's, you have this kind of, you called it a high gi vibe, which is like, <laughs> And as as like I have Danish heritage, so I know the word like huga, which is H Y G G E or H no H Y G G E, yeah, which is pronounced huga, or they say like hugli. And um, you so it's calling, your it's your hikey vibe. Yeah, it's your hikey vibes. And I was <laughs> like, I w- I had the I had a great laugh when I was listening to that message, but it is true, and you know, the energy that I want to create in my website, in my words on Instagram, in the podcast and how it changes is the word is home. Mm -hmm. Like I want people to be there and be able to take a breath and feel like, Ooh, this is a safe place. This is a place I can, I'll be held. This is home. This is, and I want to guide people back home because that's what the real rebel always was. Like it the the message and my intention has always remained the same, mm-hmm. but the shape around it is changing and it's becoming clarified mm-hmm. and simplified. And so just and it's so interesting too another tangent is coming. Um <laughs> It's so interesting because my whole life Home has been so important to me. Playing Barbies, I only made a house for them to live in. I never, I never really played 
the game. I just made their house, which infuriated my older sister. Um, and it's the same with in the last, how many times I've moved 15 times in the last eight years. I have been without home in my external life and I have been without home in my internal. Mm-hmm. And I landed this like pressure cooker that I came out the other side of was like, I'm not going to abandon myself anymore. My home is within me and I want to create home for other people. And physically in my real life, I'm in the process of manifesting like my, my home here. I've, I've got the Island that I want to live on. I've got the home within myself. I've got the home coming through my work and that last piece for me, I know, is going to be my actual, actual home. But I think energetically, I've needed to tie all of these truths together that come to the main truth that one of the most important things, like one of my values and the things I hold the most dear is home. And so that's kind of what I hope is going to bleed through in everything in the work. tie it up (laughs) yeah yeah that was that was that was how you tie that up (laughs) that's how you tie that up Uh, so this was very nice um I want to have you on again I I have a feeling people are going to really like you oh you have such wisdom and you you articulated in such a clear way yeah that's really that's really nice because sometimes you know I'll sit and again, you know, this is all just kind of coming out the butt. <laughs> but it's it doesn't really come out your butt though. Like it doesn't. No, it comes comes out. It's like a mouth. symphony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny how you can you can sit here and say something and then instantly you're like, Oh, that came out weird, or that came out not mm-hmm. how I wanted it to sound, or oh, that's repetitive. You know, mm-hmm. I've been listening to people say this stuff forever. But I, I think you go through life picking things up and then applying them to your own life and, and it comes out differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a wisdom in you can tell when somebody has lived something because it comes out in a unique way. It comes out through the, the lens of their experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can read every book on planet earth and listen to every podcast and reiterate that stuff but there's an emptiness behind it whereas if you live it there's this like deep it's resonance again and people can connect to that and I think that it's a reminder that we need to yes it's important listen to the podcast read the books get the education talk to the mentors all the things talk to your friends do the stuff but also get out there and live life like go for a walk, go to whatever and go meet somebody new, whatever the thing is, go live your life. Because just like how you moved to Squamish, you did something that your heart was telling you to do. And now all these beautiful gifts are coming. Even like this is now, how long have you been there? Half a year? About half a year. Yeah. Yeah. And so things are still coming to you and that's, it's a product of you following your heart, which is, I think what everybody is really trying to do. Yeah. My friends call me uh, for, for many reasons. They call me the snail 
because for for one, I I leave my stuff everywhere. (laughs) You know, I'll text someone and be like, hey, do you have X, Y, and Z? And, you know, people have my clothes at their house and and everything. Mm -hmm. But I can also see it in the same way that, you know, I'm also gathering things and then, you know, leaving this little bit of snail trail everywhere that I go through my own experiences. So I'm not messy. I just, I just spread out. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, and that's your energy. You have like this very welcoming kind of energy. So it makes sense that your physical self is also leaving stuff everywhere. Little, little imprints all over. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, do you feel good about this? Yeah. That was Shall we great. close it out? Yeah. That was you'll, great. you'll be back. I feel you'll be back. Yeah. Um, I'm, I would love to be back for the new, the new stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm excited so- to see how it all unfolds. And yeah, I think it's going to take, honestly, I think it's going to take a good year for me to catch my stride and also bring forward the things that I'm creating. Cause they're big and they're going to take, slow creation and tinkering away but i'm that's another thing and we keep going on these we're end of conversation just kidding but that's another thing that i i want to give myself that space to not create in a, this pressureful way where my life and my value and everything about who i am lies in the balance of whether or not I do this thing. And then again, whether or not people like the thing that I do, mm-hmm. it's too mm-hmm. fucking much. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that. Yeah. Like I love the people who listen and I love the people on the Instagram, but man, I cannot rake my coal, rake myself over the coals because I'm afraid of what people will think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard not to do that. Like you talked me off the ledge of that the other day. Um, But it's also not possible. It's just not possible. If you want to make something in the world, you have to. No, exactly. There's always going to be criticism and people who don't like what you do. And I mean, you know, you see the most beautiful humans on the internet being criticized, like being called ugly, you know, like you're so ugly. And it's like, what? How is this even a thing? Like that doesn't even make sense. (laughs) The internet is like stepping into like you're in you're I'm going to take you there. It's you're in Greece, ancient Greece. And like you are stepping into this arena and there's crowds of people and there's like a fucking tiger in the corner. Sparta. Yes. (laughs) And that's, that's what it's like. It's your, you put yourself and also people, like you said to me the other day, um, people aren't actually thinking about it as much as, Mm-mm. or not even, not even close. Like we think our whole, we, we each individually think about ourselves and our lives and an exorbitant amount, whereas people might listen to an episode. People aren't maybe. really paying attention. They're not paying like, attention. They'll care about, you know, the things that you're doing if they're invested in what you're doing, yeah. but it's not. Not to say that they're, oh, did I say that someone, you know, listens to an episode and then for the entire day, they're like, (laughs) what is she doing? What could she possibly be doing? And like, not sleep because of it, you know, Mm -hmm. like no one's that invested in your life. No one but me. Like, but you and, you know, your, your 
close family and friends. But yeah, I think, I think we all need to remember that when we're living our lives is like, no one's that invested. Yeah. And there's so much freedom. Whatever you do is not going to keep someone up at night, uh, you know, unless it's toxic and um, hurtful. True. (laughs) Yes. Which we stay away from those things, but yeah, that's such a beautiful reminder. It's like, just go fucking just be you. Just, just be, should we get matching tattoos on our wrist? <laughs> just be you. Just be Sorry you. to anyone who has that tattoo. Maybe just, maybe just cut that I'll out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> I'm not going to cut it out. <laughs> keep it in. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll actually leave it there. So thank you so much for coming on. And I appreciate it. And it was a nice casual chat. It's a nice little Sunday afternoon chat. Yeah, and you're, the sun is on you. I'm wondering this whole time, is she really hot? It looks like you're... I'm baby. so hot. I need to actually get outside. I'm so hot. Okay, I'm going to let you go. We'll talk to you later. Okay, I'll, I'll probably send you a voice note. Okay, sounds good. Okay. I wait it. I wait for it with bated breath. I know you do. <laughs> hey, you lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. This marks the second to last week of transition month before the podcast becomes something new. And uh, I'm terrified and excited. So please stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) And I'm just, yeah, I'm in appreciation for you for sticking it out here. Um, I'm not a pro at this. I'm just trying to be real with you. And I hope that that comes across. And I genuinely hope that you feel less alone. And in these episodes, you have found some kind of anchor point to hold on to as we spin around this crazy ride that is the human experience. So as I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you want to learn more about Jack or check her out, you can find her on Instagram. And all of that is linked in the show notes, which will be in the description of this episode. And we don't have a show notes page for this because eh, it's transition month and I just (laughs) don't have the time. Um, So for now, everything will be in the description. And yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.